0: The Cosmere can be a confusing place.
1: From alamancy to surgebinding, there's a lot to look out for. We're your hosts and escorts to the realms. I'm Griff. And I'm Alex. And, and this, this is, is the, the Silverlight Silver Guide to, to the, cosmere. the
0: Cosmere.
1: Welcome back, Cosmere lights. Cos- nope, that's not. Scholars? cosmere knots? Cos- ah, oh, they've already taken that. Okay. Cosmonauts. Yeah. I guess scholars then. Yeah. Scholars. Students? Welcome back. I don't know. That feels somewhat condescending. But only slightly. Like cuz they're listening, they're like they can be scholars too. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we can we can have professors and scholars. It's that's like everybody does research. But it's then, and
0: and it's it's it just because they are Still learning does not stop them from being scholars. Because right. that, we're students. Right, of course. We're students, too. Yes. Yes. We, we are all studying under Brandon Sanderson.
1: And now I can't get the image of Buddha Sanderson <laughs> out of my head. <laughs> Apparently, he is rocking a new beard. It's wonderful. Yeah, I, I keep up with all of his Yeah, It actually updates. it looks really good on It him. looks really good. Yeah. I, um, I honestly think he should keep it, I'm to envious. be perfectly honest. Actually, I'm envious. Um... Before we start talking about the Yumi box and White Sands, on Facebook, Sanderson posted a thing showing that his son knows how to mod Plants vs. Zombies. Okay. And he put a picture of Sanderson on the head of whatever character. And the only reason I'm bringing this up is that um, the little script in the game goes, hello, and then insert your name okay and the name was zellion okay which is the somehow related stormlight five going to be one of the miniatures in the kickstarter miniature campaign right right, right, right. Yeah, zellion. Yes, zellion. right yeah right so i i want to know if because because we know that sanderson incorporates real life things for him right like things in his real life R- right into books like Toria and Yumi and the Nightmare Painter is Tor right
0: the book, right right the book publisher yes.
1: yes um Alstrom's been in there Bilmington so on we've we've gone over some of these right um so I want to know was Zellion a name he created first or was it the character that he named Zellion and then he started using it or right, right a third right. option which would be less impressive would be is it he started using it as a name for just the purpose of gaming now or just for this photo. I don't know nobody's gonna know no i mean i it's... i I could ask to ask a question at Dragon Still true. Waste that's true my question on that <laughs> uh rafo good question you're thinking in the right direction rafo uh,
0: <laughs> that is i I like. I understand why he can't give answers for some things, yeah. but I will freely admit if I ever selected a very carefully curated question to ask him and I got Raffo, I think I would be somewhat let down.
1: Yeah. I, Yeah. So if I was in that situation, I would have three options that I would choose from. I would go with something innocuous that like 95% chance that he would actually answer. Right. But it wouldn't be that important to the Cosmere. right, right. I could go complete opposite and be like, "There's a five percent chance he's going to answer this because it's so clearly obvious; it's going to be answered soon." Right. He's right. going to raffo it, or then a middle ground one, and I would be upset if the middle ground one was raffoed. But yeah. also, a raffo card is a little prize in and of itself. Another thing I wanted to mention before we started talking about Yumi and White Sands, okay, and White Sand Book, right? I found out today mm-hmm. that in. At the I think at the 2020 release party for whatever book came out, Sanderson read an excerpt from the sequel to The Sixth of the Dusk.
0: Oh, I, no, no, no. The the Kingmaker one, right? No.
1: Oh, no no, 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 no. Oh, okay. This is for whatever reason, and I it's it's on the Copper Mind forum pages, it's on the 17th shard R- forum right. pages. People wrote it out from the trans like they transcribed it. It is directly after Oh Six of the Dusk. The Sixth of the Dusk. And it has Six of the Dusk and Vafi. and um, Interesting. I can't obviously prone to change. Right, right. Regardless of whether it's canon or not, it is something I think you should definitely read. Okay. I'm not going to say anything else. No, no, no.
0: Don't say anything else. Uh, Send me the link if you can, though. I'll try to find it. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, because I I had heard his reading of the Kingmaker chapter that he did at. I don't. I don't. It was a con of some sort. I think it was.
1: I think it was the rhythm of. No, it wasn't the rhythm of war release. It was the.
0: Anyway, regardless. It could have been the
1: third of the Cytonic.
0: I don't remember anyway regardless (laughs) yeah no i had heard that because i know that takes place on the same world
1: at least in the same system if not the same world right i'm
0: pretty sure it's the same world you sure i'm pretty sure like 75 80 sure that brandon sanderson had said it was the same world as as it was first of the sun um Cool. cool But yeah, yeah. so I'll, I'll be interested to see where things go with that. But yeah, yeah, no, I'm I'm interested in that sequel because, like you said, even if it's not canon, I mean, even if it's not canon, that doesn't mean that he
1: won't pull things from it. So, and maybe next time we can talk about why I think it's not canon. But if you go and read it, I'm not going to spoil anything. Right, right. But he has stated since then very specific statements that are contradictory to things that happen in that. Okay. So, just giant pinch of salt. Right, right. Yeah. All right. So, you want to talk about the Yumi box? Sure, sure. Cool. Uh so it comes in the nice little dragon scale black box. Right. Just like, like all the other ones. Yep, just like all the other ones. The quote on the inside is "Storytelling is essentially about cheating from yes. wit." Yep. Uh so this is you you were saying before i pressed record
0: yes that this is probably of all the book boxes this is the one that i am most pleased with yeah um i think that it has so far the nicest like not not to denigrate any of the other ones Mm -hmm. but i think that this one honestly has the nicest presentation of all of the as i said not not the swag boxes in general right specifically the book boxes. Right.
1: I think I definitely agree with you there. What stands this apart visually, even though the book cover is obviously unique and amazing, the fact that all of the items are different colors helps it stand out. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd also like to retroactively correct myself for when we reviewed the mistborn box right i stated that i felt like that was the first one that was really worth its value and after i said it i felt weird about it because i don't think i actually believe that not that i can't hold criticism like not that i can't actually up criticism but um i think really each box has been worth it yes uh, monetarily uh the mistborn box was just extra special yes i agree And maybe it was the SUNY pup. Maybe it's Maybelline. Nobody knows.
0: (laughs) I can't believe it's not butter.
1: I can. Maybe. I'm vegan. (laughs) I'm sure. (laughs) Uh, Uh, All right, so back to the Yumi box. I will say that
0: while all of the covers for each of the books has been done in a similar fashion...
1: Mm -hmm. This is probably the prettiest. I will agree with that. I really like the metallic details Mm -hmm. in the blue and the and the pink. Yes, and just so many, especially after you've read it, so many, so much, some, some symbols. There's a lot of symbols here. There's a lot right to right. visually tie it to the book. Obviously, that's the point. Right, right, right. Um, on the spine, Yumi and, and then the Nightmare Painter. So those as two different things. Right. Are uh, on different planes. They're, they've got a different orientation. So it's Yumi and, and then it flips the Nightmare Painter. Right, right, right. And yes. And that is incredibly unique. I agree. And And it's very indicative of the story, and I like that. Very, very. And even the back of it is... Wow. um, I don't want to spoil anything, but I think... If you look at the front, it has a certain um, connotation for the first part of the story. And then after a major reveal... It's it's one, right? So you see what right. I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so light spoilers Honestly, without
0: context. These are so pretty. They're so I pretty. Really, really want him to release the other books in this style. It would be grand. I would, I would, definitely I would, I would
1: shell not, out. Not leather bound. No, but, no, no, but no Not the leather bound,
0: but just like yeah, like premium. Somewhere in the middle. Yeah. And. Because they're just so well done. And don't get me wrong, the other hardbacks are gorgeous, like Way of Kings and everything like that. Like, the inside art is beautiful for Way of Kings. Yeah. But I would just love to get it in this style. Like, even if it's just the planet's symbol on the Mm. cover in, in like, metallic, you know, like, Roshar or... Sure. Or... um, skadriel or whatever like like even if it's just a symbol for the planet in a metallic ink on the cover with you know way of kings or sure um
1: all at this height words of radiance all at this quality absolutely yes i think they could go a, a ton of different ways with covers like that i would go for something like this that alludes to like the major yeah point no of the story. i mean
0: of course that's what i would be most pleased with but if they were just trying to get them out at oh sets, sure then i would still be just i would still be pleased with just the the planet symbol on the cover and then uh the title of each individual book down the spine
1: yeah um yeah.
0: because yeah they're they're so goddamn pretty um <laughs> And I couldn't I could be it would be interesting to see what they do with the color scheme, because colors have obviously been very, very important in uh Sanderson's That's right stories. Like like colors or all of the all of the investiture, I believe, uh usually has some color component, even if it's not as uh important as it is in say um Warbreaker. oh sure yeah Warbreaker
1: um, is 100 percent important
0: right but like even if it's not that important it still definitely has there are some color aspects to it because yeah. like the the rosharns have the gemstones for the fabrials and
1: um each of the knight's order night's radiant orders have their specific color
0: right right that too i think that the only one that i've seen where color really isn't important is uh misborn
1: true at the same time though descriptions using color are there like Oh yeah. When you burn steel or iron, you get the blue lines. Right. When you when you look at trellium, it's got the red. Yeah, 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 of um, course.
0: I mean, yeah, they are they are there. I just think they're not as prominent as it is in some other systems. Sure. But sure. no, it
1: definitely is still <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, it's still there. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Um different spores on tress, different colors. Exactly. I mean, Sanderson knows And then, well, Sa- he uses color really well to delineate differences
0: yes actually interestingly enough as well um on the trial thing because that has to do with um what's it autonomy no 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 uh there's a the the thing with the crystals and the wind and the plants that's that's a whole different system that's actually separate from autonalsium because remember we see that that being that has the pink stone coursing through his yeah, the, in, the in rosite? yeah the rosite and that's a race of beings that's actually separate from adenalsium they don't draw their power right from right right so i don't remember where i was going with that actually
1: but they're different colors. What I mean? With well, the they are. And yeah, 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 and
0: and I th- I think it's interesting that you know. Oh, actually, that's where I was going. I think okay. it's
1: interesting that the color scheme
0: is separate from autonalsium. It's like oh, It's yeah. a it's a universe core thing. It is not something specific to Alonosium and Investiture in that way. It Shoulder. is it is something that transcends him. Right, and that's where I was getting with it, which gotcha. which I thought was interesting.
1: Did we, when we discussed Adolnacium, in the shards and the Don shards, did we pinpoint that the Don shards were used to kill Adolnacium? Because for some reason I came across that fact and I was like,
0: "Wait, what?" I don't think we did, and I don't actually think I knew
1: that. Yeah, it's on the Copper Mine under Don shards. Very specific, and they've got they've got the quotes. Right. There's one in in Stormlight Archive there's a couple of times where somebody i may have been honor somebody says um, that they were used to un- undo
0: huh yeah which is interesting because so something that's actually really interesting to me and i i don't think it's this is a narrative thing in general okay. this is a this is a story thing There, I am always a little bit bothered by something magical being undone by something it has produced.
1: Mm, Okay.
0: I think because, of course, I work from the idea of our world and preservation of energy. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, energy cannot be created nor destroyed, only transferred. It seems weird that something that it, that a a thing could magically produce something that is stronger than itself.
1: I see where you're coming from. For me in this case, not to refute that argument, but if one I can't remember if the Dawn shards were like separate from Adolnasium, right? So he just used them,
0: right? Right? Yeah, which that's could be that's the point. true. Yeah, it could be like if they're separate from Adolnasium. If he did not create
1: them, then of right. course there's there's no issue there. If if it was one thing undoing its maker, I could see that. In this case, I think that because it's four and they were used together, and they were incredibly powerful by themselves, like. They weren't, and and really, with the conservation of energy, they weren't really used to destroy it. They were used to separate it. This is true. This is so, true.
0: assume is not dead per
1: se. Not dead, dead.
0: He's just splintered, I guess, in in a similar way that yeah. shards can There's, be splintered. The shattering of animals. Yeah, the shattering. Yeah. Right. Yeah, the shattering. So
1: all of that to say, Yumi and the Nightmare Painter is a beautiful book. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. Yes,
1: it is. It is gorgeous, and um,
0: I am excited to see where the fourth book.
1: I wanted to Uh, do something with you. Okay. And I'm going to preface this by saying that my face is going to be completely neutral. Okay. I want you to throw out potential tiles for the fourth book. Just... Oh, God. Just off the top of your head. You don't have to. I,
0: I don't think I can. All like right. That, that is not where my creativity lays. <laughs> okay. I
1: thought it might be entertaining, uh, um, but it wasn't, and that's okay.
0: No, it's it's fine, but it's I, I am excited to find out what it is. Um, you already know, I'm I assuming. Do. I am curious to see whether or not. One thing that I found was interesting about this book, Okay. and I know this doesn't have anything to do with the box per se, but...
1: Eh, the book's in the box.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do find that it was probably the least illuminating on the Cosmere as a whole, because like even Tress in the Emerald Sea revealed some stuff in in its own way. In its own way, um, and of course, Frugal w- Wizard had nothing to do. That that was that was not Cosmere, um, or was it? I'm just I, kidding. No, God, it's, it's fucking not. I hope not.
1: It's, uh, <laughs> sorry. It's okay. I have no problem with it. Um,
0: I, I, I liked Frugal Wizard well enough, but I, I really do not want it to be part. That would that would bring
1: so many problems if it were part of the Cosmere. Yeah. No, we don't need to go down that. Yeah. we don't um, need to go into that um, dimension. No, but um,
0: Shh. I will say that this probably brought up more questions than it answered.
1: Yeah, and I think you and me and, and the listeners need to be prepared for us to never get answers because Sanderson has explicitly stated that he does not intend to release more of the like more of Yumi. More okay. of stress. Gotcha. Um
0: which is fine. I I really just want to know, one, why did that one star
1: break through the shroud? That I'm interested in. We might get that. And mainly, I I think we will get that because in the book, Hoyt is like, a system you may have heard of before. True. We haven't.
0: But even in the book, he still says that he still doesn't know why. Yeah. Hoyd says that at least. Yeah. But though, though, to be fair, Hoyd is not, while incredibly intelligent and probably more well informed about the Cosmere than anyone except maybe the Shards. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not omnipotent. No. Nor is he omniscient. No. There may be an answer that we get that Hoyd does not discover. That's true. Because we have not yet encountered um, the Shodell in. Um, the Cosmere proper, yeah, proper. So that might come with the introduction if we if we ever encounter. that could, yeah. It might come with the introduction of the Shodell. So great. Uh, so that'll that'll be interesting to see. I I hope we do get an answer because I would like to know why. I agree, and I think it'd be interesting. To, you know what would be more interesting? I think would be if it was something about the planet itself, but actually unrelated to the sh- shroud. Like it's it's not actually connected. It was just an unintentional byproduct of some of the magic of that planet. It's probably what it was. Probably. 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 But um. Ac- but I'm.
1: Ch- yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah. Yeah. Sorry.
0: Uh. What would be interesting to know, and I don't, I don't know if there's anything that would refute this off the top of my head, but I wonder if it's potentially the fact that the planet is investitured because are there any other highly investitured celestial bodies near, uh, the planet that Yumi takes place on?
1: Just come... Kamashi and Utah.
0: Right. And and those so so I wonder if it's something about investiture being able to break through the Could be the Shroud. Because we've seen it before, something similar to uh well, I mean, they they explicitly um or Hoyd makes an explicit reference to tin in the book. That's true. Uh and so I wonder if there's a fact of like, yeah, because it's investiture, it was able to pierce the shroud where most other things could not,
1: or it's so densely silver that major spoilers for the book at this point, like right right, yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, it's so heavily dense with silver, silver that virtuosity got trapped. And that's why it splintered itself. And then it can get through. It can be seen through the uh, the shroud because silver. Okay, actually, no. You,
0: you bring up actually probably the most likely thing there, which is the fact that virtuosity did splinter herself, themselves.
1: Themself? I don't know if it was.
0: Was, that, was it ever explicitly said as a female?
1: Let's open the book and find out. Yes. Herself.
0: Okay. So, yes. So, the fact that Virtuosity did splinter herself, and we knew that some of the investiture from Virtuosity ended up on... I am never going to remember the name of this
1: planet. Um, it's Komashi. Komashi. And the way that I remember it is because I imagine Brandon Sanderson, a Star Trek fan, took the words Kobayashi and Maru. Maru,
0: okay. Gotcha. Komashi, yes. Um... Anyway, the fact is that while some of her investiture did end up on Kamashi, it's quite possible some of her investiture ended up on Utah. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that it's the shroud is part of virtuosity's investiture. Mm-hmm. If some of her investiture ended up in Utah in any way, shape, or form, that would probably explain why it was able to pierce the shroud.
1: Could be, especially if it's if we're considering that the shroud may be some sort of corrupted ish kind of thing going on. Well, especially
0: because um Yumi herself can see through the the shroud because she was again major spoilers. She was a nightmare. Right. And so she was able to see through the shroud with no issues. It talks about that. Like that's the reference to Tin that that um that Hoyt makes. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's he says that she's able to see through the shroud And something like, and she didn't even, you know, ingest tin or anything, something along those lines. Um, So it would actually make perfect sense that part of virtuosity's investiture could see through virtuosity's investiture Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and therefore. Or could be seen. Or could be seen. Yeah. And so therefore it, it would make perfect sense why Utah could pierce the shroud. Yeah. So I don't know if that's true. But that would be how I would explain it if I were writing the series.
1: It could be, yeah, could be. Um, I imagine at some point somebody will ask Sanderson that. Probably. Um, hey, maybe it'll be me at the next con. Could be. So the other stuff that comes in the box, um, following,
0: actually, if he d- never plans to write anything more about that, there's a good chance he
1: wouldn't be so stingy.
0: Well, yeah, he wouldn't. He wouldn't uh, <laughs> with r- his own
1: knowledge. <laughs>
0: He wouldn't, he wouldn't, uh, raffle it. Yeah. He, he'd just be willing to
1: answer. So. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, the other stuff that came in the, bo- in the box, uh, we have a sparkly bookmark. An incredibly gorgeous bookmark. Yes. And it is from taken from artwork in the book. Yes. Obviously they all are. Yeah,
0: they all um, are. But yeah, that, that in particular is just,
1: it's a wonderful, wonderful piece of the book brought to life as a bookmark that's inanimate so it's not really brought to life but that doesn't matter okay uh, it, it's wonderful it's, it's beautiful uh, and then we have the Yumi sticker right uh, neon logo of your new favorite noodle shop yes so this is a mostly circular with a pink Yumi in in pink in, pink, yes. in magenta And then a faux kanji uh, hiragana script in cyan. Cyan.
0: Yes. Um, So obviously done by the heel lines, right?
1: I am neutral about how the fake kanji hiragana looks. I am. I'm fine with it.
0: It's um, fine. Like he didn't. I think one of the things that I'm fine with is the fact that he didn't. He's not pretending that this is Japan. Yeah. He is inspired by Eastern Asian cultures, obviously. Right. But he doesn't directly steal from them, nor is he trying to pass that off as, um, you know, real kanji or anything right. like that. So I'm 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 OK with it.
1: And actually, my issue with the sticker is not with the actual designs of the fake kanji. It's actually that the blue line for the circular part looks really dense, like condensed. And this part looks more like it's drawn. And in my head, the Heon lines oh, see were more uniform. Right. And that looks like it's physically sketched and that's fine if like i can pretend that's that's a logo on a napkin that they have printed cool
0: but no but i see what you're saying yeah yeah. because the heel lines are like bands of light they are very very specifically um yeah like like they're not they don't get smudged or anything like that so yeah i i can i can see where you're where you're coming from on that yeah
1: so that that's just a personal preference like it's 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 enough that it's um breaking my suspension of disbelief even with even with just the stickers right right, right. um you know
0: as a as a tangent okay here um i am
1: also a tangent yes you are you are this is true so am i you are look at you yeah farmer's tangent
0: yeah yes this is true this is true um God, the the audio quality just tanks right it's there okay. for me. It's okay. It's um, okay. But no, yeah, that's, it's. I I unfortunately have to wear a short sleeve shirt as part of my uniform. So uh, there's no getting away from the farmer's tan aspect of mine. I'm not allowed to wear anything apart from there's there are veterans oriented T-shirts that we have, and then there's the uniform shirts themselves, and those are the only two we're allowed to wear on the job. So I can't wear a tank top or anything like that to, to even out my tan a little bit. It's it's I, I have two options. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, one of the things that I, I that struck me about the human lines and it, it did kind of make me a little bit sad. Uh, it was actually in reference to um, the way that the ship leaves. Uh, Kamashi. OK, the, the spaceship. Yeah, leaves Kamashi. I feel like the two lines would have been the perfect introduction of some sort of a rail system, some sort of a train system kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it was that and and listening to a review of Spirit Tracks that had me put, okay, put the two yeah. together. Uh, Legend of Zelda Spirit Tracks, right. for those who are listening and may not make that connection. Um, Which is most people, I think. <laughs> <laughs> probably, Yes. <laughs> Um, but it was just it was this idea of like, I could have I could have definitely seen them being you know having wheels one on each of the heel lines, and the energy running between them being used to power the train quote end quote yeah. and I'm not saying he should have done that I feel like it was a missed opportunity that he could have included a
1: reference to at the very least I I suspect. I I agree with you. In my head, streetcars would be, like, um, in in San Francisco and stuff like right, right. that kind of rail where the electricity overhead, right? Right. I think that would be, um, a really appropriate addition. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I think, from my, in my mind, the city was not like big enough to warrant that. Well,
0: okay, but don't they Oh correct me if I'm wrong on this and legitimately yeah. I, I actually mean correct me if I'm wrong. Don't they talk about while it's rare they do trade with other towns out there?
1: Do they not have trains? Now I'm wondering, do they not have trams that go between the the cities? There well, aren't that's the what cities, I'm saying. Right.
0: Like, like that's that's what I'm saying is that, like I don't know if they ever actually specifically state how they travel from one to the other, but I feel like a train slash tram sort of system using the Heon lines would be the most effective way to. Also, don't the Heon lines push back the darkness? Yeah. So, like, if they ran. Rail systems, yeah. quote unquote, from one town to another. I feel like this is in the book, and we just forgot. Maybe I—I I don't know if they ever actually explicitly state. I mean, maybe it's implied, but I don't know if it's actually explicitly stated.
1: I mean, I don't think I'm going to find, like, an uh, immediate thing that says, and they hopped on a train. Um, I mean, I know they didn't hop on a train, but. Uh, I typed in the word train and with the quotes for Google and it was when, and it came up with with a, a bit that was relevant, but it was the training that they did to understand oh. each other's jobs. Did they?
0: Did they ever do train travel as part of going around the city? I don't think so. Okay. Why did you just put in train Kamashi? Because
1: it's probably gonna take me to a Japan travel site. Yeah, that's fair. Um yeah, we'll uh we'll get back to that. It doesn't make any sense.
0: But I just thought it would have been a cool visual for the heel lines to be the rails, not not yeah. necessarily even specifically the energy running over the the trains, but specifically the heel lines that uses would be, rails.
1: That would be nuts. Um and, and they just and cut through metal. They just <laughs> <laughs> uh I'm not seeing any father machine. Blah, blah, blah.
0: Also, like how fast can things travel on the heel lines? because clearly a spaceship was able to travel to another planet in reasonable enough time that like I don't know if the the people riding on the ship, we don't know how long their, their travel was, but for the planets not to fuck around with each other's gravity too badly, they had to have at least been a decently far away, and they seem to make the... the.
1: Well, Sanderson has stated in this one an that, and in Tress, and a lot of the Cosmere stuff, that there are magical reasons why physics doesn't matter okay. for celestial bodies like that like gotcha okay. he, he tried to make it as authentic as possible but you can't have 12 moons orbiting a planet in low stationary orbit without there being magical intervention
0: fair, fair. so
1: and and same here like there's some sort of magical intervention happening that's okay. causing them to not
0: wait which one has 12 moons lumar which one is lumar
1: trust of the emerald sea
0: Oh, right. Of course, the 12 moons, the spores, duh. I don't, okay. Do you know that Sanderson,
1: uh, some of the planets he did not name? As in, like, his editor and some the people that are, like, his close team were like, okay, this one needs a name. It's going to be called Lumar. And Sanderson just goes with it. Oh, okay. Yeah, just FYI. Oh, interesting. Because he, in his head, he's always like, they live on the planet. They call it Earth or they call it their planet. Right, right, right. So that makes, makes sense. It makes complete sense. Okay. Um, last thing in the box. Yes, yes. Last thing in the box, uh, and rightfully so, is the Shalon Cosmere character pin. Yes. Which, with the painter bit and the art. Shallon.
0: I was very happy to see yeah. that. Yes.
1: She's got her little paintbrush and sketchbook or pen and, and sketchbook I and guess. she has
0: the safe the safe sleeve the- safe sleeve.
1: Yeah, safe hand covered. She's wearing the blue, the colon blue from Yes. Yeah. Like uh that looks looks like it's the front of or the back of Words of Radiance. I think um that outfit just standing up in Chibi. Very cute.
0: Yes, I was. I was very happy with the shalon pin and the fact that we got it because yeah. so much of the other cosmere stuff has been, or not cosmere, uh, Rojar and stuff has been covered via the pins. Well, not so much, but we got we got wit, hoid
1: hoid, but he has his flute, so I feel like it's wit. Well, I'll give you that. That's that's the only other Rosharan character. Vasher is there, but no, don't we get the prince? Don't we get Adolin? We get we had Rayodin from. Alantris. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking
0: of. Yeah,
1: Shalon's the first rosharin to be on the. I don't know why I felt like we had somebody else. It's Hoyd Vin, Staris. Or Vasher, I can't remember which one came. What? I think Steris came first. Steris Vash- Vasher, or... Wax, Raiden,
0: Shalon. Okay. Huh, okay, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not just... Yeah, it yeah. was just like, I don't know why I felt like there was another Rosharan. Yeah.
1: Uh, next box is Cosmere. Just Which, yeah, which I,
0: I think we're going to get a lot of things with the different planet symbols on them. That would be
1: cool. That's my
0: prediction. That's yeah. how he's going to make it Cosmere as a whole rather than any one specific planet. I feel like we're going to get a lot of things with one or more of the planet's symbols on them.
1: Yeah, could be. Uh, or it'll just be the Cosmere symbol on everything. And just the...
0: I mean, yeah, there is just the symbol for the Cosmere as it stands. um, As it stands. Or not as it stands, but, like, as a whole. That's... Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, okay, uh, something I didn't mention at the beginning. If you're listening to this episode, and I'm going to put this episode out tomorrow morning. So if you're listening to this episode and you haven't bought your Dragonsteel ticket, if you do so by the end of the 31st, you'll be entered to win the legally mis... A distinct metallic ticket. Yes. Which puts you one of the first five slots for the signing at the Dragonsteel Con. Now, if you don't win that, you are still eligible for the 295 other slots or 300. I don't know how they're going to do it. Right. right. Where, and, and for both the ticket winners and for the line, the other winners, you do get to bring a plus one and then you get, um, I don't know if it's one personalization and three books signed or if it's one personalization and two more books signed. So gotcha. I'm sure yeah, they'll yeah. they'll specify that as we get closer. For the last thing we're gonna discuss.
0: Oh. Uh yeah. sorry, no, you just mentioning the the uh legally distinct metallic ticket ticket always just reminds me of the Futurama episode where they do an Oz parody and one of the <laughs> the quote-unquote munchkins comes out and says we represent what is legally distinct from the lollipop killed. <laughs>
1: That's funny. Yes. That's funny. <laughs> All right. Uh, last thing yes. that we're going to discuss, although, I mean, who knows how many tangents we this may will go do off to? Because yes. this has a lot of tangents in it. Is... We got our copies of the deluxe, hardcover omnibus of White Sand. Yes, from Dynamite. Finally. Finally.
0: Thank for, you for fine. I I understand they went through a
1: lot of trouble. They did. I understand.
0: And in I fact,
1: I'm glad that we did finally get it. Yeah, last time I had mentioned that it was rumored that they were losing money. I forgot that I had read it in a post from the company themselves saying that they were losing money on this because they have to pay royalties and they have to pay for the production and then they have to repay for the production. Uh, That was the book. That was not me. (laughs) That's not, that was not a joke. I am sorry, Dynamite, if you're listening to this. Uh, So I read it and we're going to, Uh, I read White Sand for the first time and we're going to discuss it Uh, Probably next time.
0: Okay. Uh, I am excited about that. I actually need to read the additional pages by the time we get around to that so that I have that extra information because...
1: You do. um, Yeah. Yeah. A note to those other thousand people that got the signed version. um, Of course, what you actually got was a little slip that Sanderson signed. And you can either keep that on itself or put it in the book. Uh, my father-in-law happens to be a book restoration dude As his hobby uh, So what I'd like to do is recommend There, there is specific glue for books Yes, it that is That is pH neutral mm-hmm. And you probably don't need very much But go with that If you're going to put it in your book
0: when I worked for the library, we actually had that as well because yeah. we sometimes had to do some book
1: repairs and there things you go. like that. So You yeah. heard it from the librarian's mouth right here. I am not a librarian. You were at one point. I, not even then. I
0: was a technical service associate. I do not have a librarian degree of any way and I, I do not have a degree in library sciences in any way shape or form.
1: It's what you believe in your heart. <laughs> That's true.
0: Okay. All right. Then, yes, I am a librarian at heart.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I I've to... been
0: called a professor by multiple people. Like, not legitimately, but just like that I give off those vibes.
1: Sure. Sure. I think that I am a red blood cell in my heart.
0: That's an interesting position to take.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Very. you
0: you believe that you transport oxygen to other parts of the world? Technically. I mean, I... In a way. Do you not transport carbon dioxide?
1: Well, it's not all 100% one or the other either way. That's true. Yeah, that's fair. It's actually mostly nitrogen.
0: Yeah, that's a fair point. We actually have issues with pure oxygen.
1: It wouldn't be... But ba- it wouldn't. So I was just listening to Dear Hank and John, um, right? And like half an well, not half an hour ago because we've been recording this for more than half an hour, right? Like twenty minutes before you came over, and uh, Hank had mentioned that it wouldn't be that bad if the entire atmosphere was pure oxygen, but it would be pretty bad if the entire atmosphere was just nitrogen. Oh
0: yes, yes it would. That <laughs> so, would be a problem. Yes. <laughs> Thought Although I think that if if the entire atmosphere was pure oxygen would we not have
1: larger spiders? I imagine we would. Yeah. Is I that think- the problem you were mentioning? I thought you meant like physiologically with humans. No, I
0: mean that no, the physiological human thing was the thing I was originally mentioning. Oh, okay. mes- uh, me- mentioning because the fact of like if you have somebody come up from diving too quickly are they not putting tanks of pure oxygen to help with? Yeah,
1: no, I think they are to yeah. get the nitrogen out of their blood.
0: Yeah, so so and and there's issues with breathing pure oxygen for too much pure oxygen for humanity, I believe. Um, but I also know that oxygen levels in the atmosphere is what affects the size of most insects. Uh, or well, uh, spiders are not insects; they're arachnids. But yeah. Regardless, we'd have giant bugs, which we already have some pretty fucking large bugs. So.
1: Especially in Asia. Yeah, it's scary.
0: The bird-eater spiders are. Yeah,
1: those are bad.
0: Because cause they eat birds.
1: <laughs> um, I mean, to be fair, birds eat insects, so it's kind of.
0: Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not against it. I'm just saying size-wise, like if you think that we we have bird-eater spiders now and those things are gigantic, think about how much bigger they could get. Crocodile if we had, eaters.
1: Oh god. Can you imagine? That, no,
0: that sorry that reminded me of something else. There was this really bad sci-fi movie. I don't even know what it was called.
1: Godzilla? No. Good.
0: Um it was a a really really terrible sci-fi movie.
1: Uh eight-legged freaks?
0: No. Um where <sighs> I want to say they end up with giant anacondas in Florida that are killing people. And their solution to the giant snakes is to develop a serum that makes the crocodiles grow to giant crocodiles to eat them. And and so the entire movie is just giant snakes versus giant crocodiles
1: that reminded me of something and what it reminded me of has nothing to do with it (laughs) (laughs) the the white sand book is it's got a tasteful illustration that's done in a silver glitter like silver paint and then it has glitter on it right
0: right right yes
1: yes It's very pretty.
0: Yes, it is very pretty.
1: Very pretty. And And, I
0: like the fact that he's riding on the sand because they do make mentions of that a lot.
1: Yeah. And then the hardcover, the slipcase part of it is... Oops. Oh, right. I put that in there. Speaking of signed things... Right. um, The slipcase part of it is a kind of indistinct metallic not metallic an indistinct cardboardish matte black thing and then on on one side though it's not completely indistinct on one side it has the the symbol for Taldane.
0: yes Uh in a
1: metallic yeah
0: the 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 light half is purely metallic and the black half has a silver metallic outline yeah so it's very pretty it is very pretty
1: they did well.
0: Yes, um, I will say, despite the the issues with yeah. production, they did a they gave a quality product when we did they did get it.
1: Yeah. So. Uh, one thing that is a nuisance that has nothing that Dynamite has nothing to do with here is that my Sanderson shelf, the shelf that it's on, is just tall enough to put the Stormlight Archive hardcovers on. Oh, and this is much taller than. this. Yes,
0: yes it is. Yeah,
1: so I'm gonna have to move it over here. Instead of being in the yeah, study. unfortunately, alas, first world problems. Yes, indeed. All right. So the thing that this the snakes versus crocodiles reminded me of. You you're aware of the ship of Theseus.
0: Yes. Problem. Yes. yes right. Yes, yes.
1: I wanted to pose that problem to you. Okay. Except instead of the ship of Theseus. Do you remember the name of the ship that Tress sails on? I don't. Neither do I. However, I will say this.
0: In, In regards to the ship of Theseus problem in general. Okay. Is that in the Cosmere it does not exist. Because the cognitive realm completely dispels the issue with the ship of Theseus philosophical problem.
1: Okay, now... You're right. I agree with that. Now, imagine people didn't know about the cognitive realm. Okay. (laughs) If Tress goes around replacing the damaged parts of her ship with Rosite. Yes. And it lasts forever and is never repaired and she just keeps using Rosite. At what point is it a different ship? Again, cognitive realm. No, 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 no. From Chess's point of view, that doesn't know about the cognitive oh. realm. Oh.
0: I mean, I don't think it would ever be a different ship. Like, it might be a, now a strip made out of rosite Completely rather than made out of rosite. wood, but. Which, where do they get the wood?
1: Other islands? Other lands? Do trees grow? Okay. Yeah. They're just on the one that Tress is on. It was, like, so small and salty.
0: Um, But, I mean, I think at that point it would just still be the same ship. It would just be one made out of rosite rather than one made out of wood. I think she'd keep the name. Probably. And therefore, again, the ship would continue to be the same ship. Okay. I mean, like, even if she doesn't know about the cognitive realm, it will continue to be the same ship in the cognitive realm. Right. So. Right. Which yeah, I mean honestly, the cog- um, the cognitive realm does completely dispel the ship of Theseus philosophical yeah. problem.
1: Unless, what what is the Rosite made of? What what is the magic there? Do we did you remember yet? The quartz, like the, what's the magic there? What does he call it? I don't know if they have a name for it specifically. Yeah, they, well. Um, aethers. Yeah, the aethers. That's right. Yes. What Athers. if aether doesn't have anything in the cognitive realm? What if there's nothing? What if it doesn't register? Register. Well,
0: but again, the cognitive realm doesn't have anything to do with edenolium or with investiture specifically. Sure. Because there are regular items that just appear in the in the cognitive realm, that so. I feel like the aethers would have to appear in the cognitive realm. But what if they don't? I mean, if they don't, then yes, the ship of Theseus, in a very specific range, would the, Zo- the rosite make sense. However, I would find it very difficult to believe that, the Rose- that none of the aetheric aspects have a presence in the cognitive realm. Especially because what's his name is part of the Ghost Bloods.
1: Hmm. I'm maybe. I mean, does Investiture show up in the? Yeah, they can still use Investiture.
0: I mean, yeah, they can still use Investiture, and and like if if you see it in that way, the um. The spren are pure investiture because they are what become the shard blades. Yeah. And the spren are explicitly cognitive realm beings. Yeah. So And the
1: Aeon doors or the
0: Yeah, that too. Yeah, the Aeon, yeah. So But what if Aethers don't show up in the cognitive realm? <laughs> I think they would find it very difficult to travel from planet to planet if they did not. Not and not like we,
1: not like physically not like an aether couldn't go into the cognitive realm. What if things made out of aether don't, like even if a human thinks about them, they don't have a counterpart. Like in Shades of Mar- I'm
0: going to say that Tress's world probably looks very, very strange. From a cognitive yeah. standpoint.
1: Just saying, have we seen it?
0: No. No. We have not seen we have not seen
1: We haven't seen proof either way. No, no, no. I meant like Aether anything inside the Oh no, I don't think as so, but I also don't
0: I haven't been looking for it, so I can't actually explicitly say that. Right. We we don't have proof either way.
1: Right. I'm just saying, wouldn't it be neat if things made out of aether It'd be interesting. It would have to be like rosite or the plants the plants maybe
0: yeah, um, I mean, the other maybe. one makes
1: wind, yeah, and then there's the black or the midnight essence, so, I'm well, just, and then there's the the red ones, right the, the the thorn, yeah, there are vines, yeah, so so yeah, so, if you had like a vase made out of rosite in Rochar, if you went to the cognitive realm, would there be a sphere? For that rose eye jar
0: that's all i'm asking so. i think so I, think I personally think yes it's a coin but... flip in my head
1: i think it would be interesting if there wasn't
0: yeah i mean i think it'd be interesting if there wasn't i just don't think there's not going to be yeah that's fair that'll be my question
1: um yeah so if you're going to dragon Steel, plan to see us at our booth yes um uh, email us beforehand uh if you want and when it's not going to matter regardless i mean We'd love to hear from you is what I'm saying. Um, I have an idea for something we should do.
0: Okay. Do we want to discuss that on the pod or do we want to? I sort of do briefly.
1: And then it can be the last thing because I know you got to sleep and I got to sleep and everybody's got to sleep. Right. Uh, Okay. So I want, and that's it. Yo quiero. Um, (laughs) I was thinking we could have, I think we've talked about interviewing right. fans. Yeah, 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 Right? Yeah. Not, not necessarily fans of us, fans of Sanderson. Right, right. Um, from that interview, from those interviews, taking it and asking things that are like, if you could say something to Brandon, what would you say? Oh, okay. And then compiling all of that and putting it wherever and then sending it to Dragonsteel and be like, this is our thank you gift to Sanderson.
0: Oh, Okay, yeah, no, that Dragon would be that so, would
1: be beautiful. Wouldn't it be nice? Yeah, I, should, I think
0: we absolutely should do that. Yeah,
1: I think so too. So, yeah, I think that'd be great. Um, so, if you would like to be a part of that, email us, and then when we get close to it, we will remind you to come see us, and you'll be um, you'll be priority on that. Uh, we'll interview anybody that comes up, but you'll be priority. So. Um, Honestly, with specifically
0: that one about Brandon Sanderson, we could take that question just by itself. Yeah. And we could possibly start approaching people at the con
1: rather than just people that approach our booth. Potentially. The thing with that is recording in a way that actually sounds good. Um, we would need a microphone. Like right. a, a
0: handheld one.
1: Yes. And good ones of those cost money. Yes. And so we'll have to talk about that that's fair that's fair yeah because yeah i mean we could still solicit but we could do it from like a specific um, radius from our booth and right then just be like hey go talk with this guy over here yeah go yeah. go to that booth and then we'll anyways that's that's my idea that's
0: no i like it yeah. i like it i think especially you put some nice yes. music
1: to it put Indeed. it up on youtube um, I'm not going to record anybody's faces, but like...
0: Right, no, of course not.
1: Yeah, and we could use that to kind of launch our YouTube bit and put all of our episodes up there. Anyways, uh, anything else? No, I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's it.
0: So uh, until next time, don't panic, world hoppers.
1: Life before death, strength before weakness, and remembering to ask Brandon Sanderson about July 18th after we've read Stormlight Archive 5 before destination the music you hear is part three the spirit from zavadilla's the music of elantris produced by b-roll records available now on apple music spotify and most music providers
0: if you like what you hear and you want others to hear it as well please leave a rate and review it really helps us get more listeners